Welcome to the Crush the Fuck podcast. This is Justin Spencer. Today I'm going to be talking about something I think is very taboo to talk about, something you don't hear many people admit out loud. And it's actually something that I enjoy talking about most because I think that those of us who experience these emotions uh, certainly um, need to get this off their chest, make themselves feel like they're not alone. And I'm talking about the sudden feelings of emptiness, those those moments in your life where you're met with this emptiness inside out of the blue. In fact, it's when all your positive thoughts that you have are met with immediate emptiness. You could be doing something that you love so much. You could be watching the greatest sunset. You could be on a hike somewhere. You could be having this euphoric moment, but then all of a sudden there's this unexplainable onset of this emotion that makes you feel completely empty inside. And a lot of times, you know, I kind of attribute that, you know, to this this mixture of anxiety and depression. It depends on where, for the individual, it derives from. Um, but for me, and I think a lot of people can, you know, can talk about their own stories. But for me, when I was 19 years old was the first time I ever experienced having a, a panic attack. And I remember having my first panic attack. It was 1996. I was at the the Summer Olympics in Atlanta. And I woke up about two in the morning, couldn't breathe, mouth was dry, heart was racing, didn't know what, what was happening. I, I just started panicking. I remember just walking around in circles. I was in this, this, this bedroom in a house that I was not familiar with as I was staying at a friend's house at the Olympics in Atlanta. And I, I remember just being in this, this mode of panic and not even knowing what was happening, but actually thinking like I was going to die in that moment in time. And it was a very, very like, uh, it was such a scary feeling. It was such a real raw feeling that I can still feel it to this day, 24 years later, I can still sense that overwhelming feeling. I can almost still taste the dryness in my mouth. And if anybody out there has experienced a panic attack, a true panic attack, you understand uh, the power of this emotion. So over time, over the next several months, I continue to experience panic attacks and they become more frequent. And then I start to to fear these emotions coming on, which then in turn creates the actual panic attack itself. You start to associate your panic attacks with uh, certain smells, places you've gone, things you've done. And over time, everything that you enjoyed slowly starts to dissipate because you once enjoyed going to a certain restaurant and you have a panic attack. So you associate that restaurant with your panic attacks. So this started to happen to me uh, more and more frequent uh, at 19, 20 years old, which then kind of left me with this very emptiness uh, feeling inside that, that I'm talking about today. So that's how I got to starting to feel this, this emotionless feeling that scares me. Now, everybody has their own path on how they get to this feeling. Some people have it without having panic disorder. I'm just kind of sharing with you my story of how I got there. So I remember this one time, very specific. I was, I was in New Hampshire, uh, the state I live in, and I was driving on a highway down towards my dad's house. I was living on my own at the time. Uh, I was about 20 years old. I'd been experiencing these panic attacks, been fighting fighting them for a while. Didn't really understand at the time what depression was. Didn't understand really what was happening to me. Of course, in my adolescent years, I suffered from ADHD, but a lot of people have that. And I had a, I have a very nervous brain, which I always just attributed to being hyperactive, talking fast, 
But now I'm starting to feel this whole new sensation, which is just this emptiness, not understanding what it is or what this feeling really is. So I remember one day driving to my dad's house. And on the way there, I'll never forget, I started crying in the car. I was in a 1988 Ford Escort, two-door, four-speed, driving down the highway, and I just started crying. And I don't know why I was crying. I, was just, I just felt like I didn't know who I was. I didn't feel like anybody cared. I felt very alone. And I got to my dad's house. It was about a 30-minute drive, and I went in the kitchen, and I'll never forget he was standing there with my stepmom, and he's like, hey, Justin, how are you? And I remember just started crying right there. Like, right, I'll never forget the feeling of like just crying to my dad, who, of course, you know, like most parents, is like, you're super, they're superheroes to you. And I remember being in the kitchen. I remember just, just not knowing why I was crying. And he said, what's, he said, what's wrong? And I remember the answer was, I don't know. I remember thinking to myself, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I'm feeling this. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't, I don't even know. I just have this emptiness sensation that's completely unexplainable. And every positive thought that I have or every positive experience that I'm having is immediately muted with this feeling of just emptiness. No matter what I'm doing, it's like this, like, oh my God, I'm so fearful of, you know, that this great moment I'm having or this great moment in time, this amazing experience is going to just come to a screeching halt and be met with this emptiness, with this panic. And it was happening more and more frequently. And I was like, oh my God, am I ever going to get myself back? Am I ever going to find who I am? So all these positive thoughts are just being met with immediate emptiness. And I don't know how else to explain it. Even to this day, uh, you know, even though I've been studying mental health for, for two decades and living with it and battling it and kicking its ass and letting it kick my ass and having this grudge match with, with mental health, I still to this day don't really know how to convey my words, my experiences properly other than it's just this, this feeling of emptiness. Just this like, I don't know who I am. Uh, and then, then I'm, because I can't explain it properly, and maybe that maybe that is me explaining it. Maybe me explaining to you that I can't explain it is exactly how you feel, so I'm explaining it, if that makes any sense at all. But I do know that when you have it, it's this incredible feeling of people not understanding you, so in return, you feel like you're alone because you feel like nobody can understand that your emptiness inside of you is something that nobody can understand because they don't feel that same sensation. So that makes you feel even more removed from an understanding of other people, which makes you feel even more alone and empty. And the fact is, at the end of the day, it confirms the reality that you are alone, that nobody can actually fix this mindset except for you. And that in itself presents this overwhelming sense of, fear, because you're right. I knew in that moment in time, there's nothing that my dad could do for me. That I was sitting in the, his kitchen crying because I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm not going to ever find myself again. And I'm scared that I'm always dealing with these panic attacks and this, these, lonely, this, these lonely feelings. There's times to this day where I will be driving in a nice sports car and living a great life and, and things are going well and and I've I've well I've documented this in other podcasts. I've documented it in my book. I've documented it in in my my speeches, my keynotes. That 
I'll be doing something that I love to do, driving in my car on a back road and sunshine is, is bearing down on me and I'll just have this like, yeah, but my life's going to end anyways. And I start to become a Debbie Downer internally on my own. My own self-fear creeps in and just completely robs me of what would otherwise be a wonderful experience. I've talked about how on stage many times I don't remember playing shows because I'm overcome with thoughts of negativity the entire performance, and I don't even remember doing the shows. It's just so easy for me to do a performance that I can walk through my performances on stage and never actually consciously think about this, the show and never actually can feel the reception of the audience, the love and support of the audience that is being showered upon me. I can only think about how I feel alone and everybody in the audience I feel like the, the thousand people in the audience looking at me, they're all happy and all their lives are perfect. And the only person in the venue who's having any sense of um, sadness is me. And even though we know that's bullshit, even though that probably half the audience is having the exact same thought process as myself, we still feel alone. We still feel like these sudden feelings of emptiness are indigenous to our own experience. And the fact is, it's just not fucking true. It's just not true that everyone out there is has experienced or could very well be going through that same experience at that moment in time. But the fact is, we are alone in that battle, that we have to overcome that ourselves. We have to come, we have to, to be okay with the fact that we can't control our future, right? We, we have to stop thinking that we can control it and just let these feelings flow through us. For me, a big fear that I have is death. It's not because I'm afraid of the actual act of dying. It's that I'm afraid of the fact of not living because I love and enjoy life so much because I work so hard to make sure that I do the things in my life that I want to do. I never settle. I'm always pushing myself fucking harder. I'm, I'm living in an, an intense state of mind where I want to be the better version of myself every day, right? Self-progression. I preach that shit up and down, self-progression. How can I be bigger, faster, stronger, smarter tomorrow than I am today? And I, and I love that mindset. So I feel like I'm always on an upward trend. I don't want, I don't want that trend to end. I don't want to run out of runway. So I always want to be the better version of myself. And when that gets muted with emptiness and sadness and panic, it puts me in a depressive state of mind. But you have to understand, you, you, you don't have control of the future. I can't control when I die. It's going to fucking happen one way or the other at some point. We need to be present. We need to be mindful and present in the moment. That's the only way we can really overcome this, is that, that feeling of panic is that, oh my God, if I go to a movie and I'm with my five friends and I have a panic attack in the movie, I'm going to ruin that experience for my five friends and I'm going to have to leave and cause a scene and they're going to think I'm fucking crazy and never want to hang out with me again. And all these ideas, they spiral in your head and they fucking create a panic attack that you've just created on your own. The fact is your five friends are fucking cool. They're your homies. They're not going to care either way. Worst case scenario is you're not, you can't die of a panic attack. You're going to leave the fucking theater. You're going to go walk outside the parking lot, walk around in circles for 20 minutes, clear your fucking mind, and realize that you're okay. And that's a big step for a lot of us. For me, it took me years. It took me years to get to that level. 
I just learned that you have to be present. You have to be mindful that it's okay. You have to be in the now. Be in this moment. Be okay with a rainy day. Be okay with feeling, feeling sadness, feeling empty, feeling depressed, feeling anxious. Let that flow through you. Don't be afraid of it. Don't fight it. Embrace it. Let that, let that sit inside you. As uncomfortable as it is, when you start to feel that sensation of anxiety, panic, depression, whatever it is that you're battling, let that stay. Let that go. Let that be in your core. Don't be afraid of it. Don't fight it. And what happens is when you start to do that more and more on the regular, it becomes the status quo of your mindset, which then allows you over time to train yourself to be okay with that state of mind. The first few times I remember being like, you know, going through these depressive states that last for days or weeks and thinking I was fucking insane. But then I realized that every single time I end up in this state of mind, I always come out on the other side looking forward to things in life. Every time I think that this is the end and nothing's going to get better, my life fucking sucks, something great happens. So you know what? When I'm in those depressed states of mind, I go, okay, if that means I have to sit home and watch Netflix in my pajamas for five days and don't shower and do weird shit, then so be it. Embrace those days. Laugh at those days. It's going to change. It's going to change because you're going to get so comfortable with that that you're going to understand that when you're in it, it's not going to be as scary anymore. If you walk through a haunted house for the very first time, and this is a scary haunted house. This is the one where fucking people jump out and they grab you and it's, you know, it's a, re- it's a scary fucking haunted house. If you walk through that haunted house 20 times in the exact same format every time, eventually, every time you go through, you get less and less scared and to the point where, uh, I'll just walk through the haunted house, but all the things, the objects, the actions, the repercussions in the haunted house don't become any of those things. They just become normalcy. Same with life. When you're afraid of things, when you're fearful of things, whether it be embracing panic, embracing anxiety, or adopting depression, the more you spend time in that mindset, the less you become afraid of it. It's something that works for me. It's a a great deal. And, you know, it also helps you understand that you are alone and that you can handle this on your own. There's nobody that can fix those things for you. There's There's nobody that can, nobody should have to motivate you other than yourself. You should want to self-progress. You should also know that, let's say that you have 10,000 days to live, that 3,000 of those days are fucking throwaways. That you have 3,000 days of those 10,000 days you have left to live, that life is going to just be sucky. And that's okay. Let's have more good days than bad days. But don't put the pressure on yourself to have those days. Don't be like, oh man, I'm fucking, I'm going to panic. I've been sitting around for three days straight. People are think I'm fucking weird. Stop overthinking it. Embrace those days, embrace those moments, and then come out the other side ready to fucking go, ready to to self-progress, ready to use those days to brainstorm what you want to do when you feel better. If you're feeling sick and you're sitting home, it doesn't matter if you're with depression or strep throat. If you're sitting home and you can't move or you are handicapped to to, to, to that mindset, use that as as motivation that when that day ends, because it's going to fucking end, It's going to end. When that day ends, what are you going to do when you come out of it? No bad situation lasts forever. I don't care if you go to jail for 10 years. Fine. Sit in fucking jail for 10 years. But when that 10 years is done, you better have a fucking plan. Because it's going to be over. You're going to make it through it. You're going to live through whatever it is you're going through. 
There are really blue skies on the other side of those gray skies. We know that. So adopt that mindset. Don't be afraid of the setting feelings of emptiness. We're all going through that. We all struggle with it. We've all been there, and we're all going to be there again. Thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Crush the Fuck Podcast. Please do me a favor. Go to chaosandkindness.com right now. Go to chaosandkindness.com. Go to the store. Order my book, One Life, One Legacy. The shit's hot. It's, it's the thing to listen to right now. It's, it's a very inspiring piece of literature that took five years to, to, to compose, put together, and get into your eyeballs and into your minds. Please check it out. Trust me, it's worth the buy. I, I allude to the book very often on the podcast and in my speeches. That way you can uh, check it out. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Crush the Fuck Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and visit chaosandkindness.com for more.